morning as well on our podcast. Good morning at Word at the Ranch. Thank you for tuning in to our Saturday morning service. And good morning, all of you bright and shining faces. Good morning, Pasiano. <laughs> Pasiano's with us all the way from the Philippines today. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for coming out. Happy Saturday. It's good to be alive, isn't it? Yeah. We're in 90% of those around you are recovering from hangovers this morning. You're out of church praising God. Isn't that a blessed thing? Isn't that a good thing? That we don't have any lows, we don't have any hangovers. It's just up, 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 higher, higher, higher with the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's no ups and downs. There's no lifters. There's no depressants. It's just steady Eddie. Amen. It's always good all the time. Praise God. Amen. The Bible says, be not being drunk with wine, but be being filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, he's a lot better, let me tell you. <laughs> you can pray yourself happy whew, and stay happy. Amen. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for joining us. We love you guys. Welcome. Let's open in a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three meet. You're here in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. You said in Revelation, you're moving about the candlesticks. That's the churches. We thank you, Lord, that you're right here right now. And that you're here to touch, to heal, to restore, to minister a fresh word in season, a word of life that never fails, that builds our faith, that we'll leave better going out than when we came in. Because your word is here. Your Holy Spirit's here. And we're here. Thank you, Lord, that a cord of two or three not easily broken. Thank you for knitting us together as the body of Christ. We bless each other and we bless you, Lord. <laughs> I pray this word comes forth unchecked and unhindered from these lips of clay in Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you agree with that, I say amen. Amen. Well, let's just start in Matthew 24 just to get uh, the just here, but we are going to Galatians 5 this morning. Galatians 5. If you want to mark your place there in Galatians 5. And then we'll just back up real fast here to Matthew chapter 24. And we'll just start in verse 1 just to get the whole gist, whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help us God. Amen. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him. Jesus always went to church, by the way. He was a faithful church member, and he leads the way, don't you think? <laughs> He's our Savior and our Lord, our older brother even, as well. He leads the way. He was the sample son. Went to church every time they had church. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. It's always in the temple. And his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, and he sat down too, amen. It's good, it's good to rest too, amen. It's good to just take a seat sometimes, amen. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, after moving all day, walking all day, standing all day, he sat down on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of this age, this age, this dispensation of grace, the age of the church, the age of men? When will the age of men pass? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. That's his first instruction to his disciples. Take heed, listen now, that no one deceives you. So that's our first responsibility, is taking heed that no one deceives us. Amen? That's number one. That's first. Take heed that nobody deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So take heed that you're not deceived. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, rumors of wars. 
Those are, those are wars that aren't even happening. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must first come to pass, but the, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Say he's taking all my sorrows. All my sorrows. That's why it's good to have him as Lord. Amen? You're not going to have to sorrow. If you have Jesus as your Lord, he took your sorrows, so you're not supposed to bear them. So you're not sorry for yourself anymore, right? Amen? You're not sorry, right? No, you can repent, but don't say you're sorry. <laughs> don't tell me that. I don't like that word sorry because it's the root word sorrow. And don't take sorrow. Jesus already took your sorrows. He took your sorries. Feel good about yourself. Feel glad. Amen? You just repent, get right back and love. Uh, the I may have missed it, but praise God. I'm right on the, I'm back on the straight and narrow. Back on my love path again. Sorrow not, he says in Isaiah. Sorrow not. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. <laughs> well, the fear of death is the root fear of all fear. So if you can get over that fear, you'll live carefree. Amen? Carefree. Cares come through fears. Amen? If you can get over the fear of death, you can live a carefree life. All fear can be traced back to the fear of death. Well, guess what? If you're with Jesus, you're going to live forever. Amen? I got good news for you. You're not going to die. Now, they may kill the body, but they can't kill you. Can't kill the spirit. Can't kill your soul. You're taking your soul, your your personality with you to heaven. Amen? People are going to know you by the way you talk. <laughs> In heaven. Amen? <laughs> You're taking your personality with you. All your quirks, good and bad. <laughs> she always taps her pen like that. That must be her. <laughs> he always taps his foot while he's preaching. That must be him. Amen. Isn't God so rich? He is the God of love. He created you uniquely you. So be all the you you can be. Amen. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations. For my name's sake. And then many will be offended. Then many will be offended. Mass offense. And uh, one will betray another. And one will hate one another. Then many false, false prophets will rise up. After this offense is widespread and there's murderings going down and offense is rampant, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, lawlessness will abound, or sin, lawlessness is rampant, the love of many will grow cold. But, this is a huge but in your Bible, maybe one of the biggest right now. <laughs> Verse 13. But, he who loves to the end, he who endures, he's talking about love here, right? He who loves to the end shall be saved. You just said the love of many will grow cold. But he who loves to the end, say loves to the end. Loves to the end. So that's my one quest, my one assignment to the very end is love. Don't get your eyes off that one assignment, amen? This is number one, numero uno, is love. And he promises you if you love to the end when everyone else is in offense around you, all those people who haven't dealt with offenses and they're living in offense and they're living in strife and they're living in rampant offense, but you keep your love commandment and stay unadulterated from this world, spotless from the world, which true religion is, James says, you will be saved. That word saved is so-so. That's saved in area, every area. Financially, relationally, physically, in your body, saved from death, even, if you keep your love commandment. Amen. Praise God. The love of many will grab cold. Grow cold, but he who loves to the end and endures shall be. That's a strong word. Shall be. Shall be saved. So, so. Saved in every area of their life, you can say. 
and verse 14. And this gospel, how many of you know the gospel is good news? It's not sad news. It's not bad news. It's always good news. Amen. And this gospel, this good news of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. What's the very end sign of the end? The gospel is preached. We did our job. I'm heading out. Amen. Mission accomplished. Now we're out. On the first ship. Before the tribulation period. And that, that starts right there in that next verse, pretty much. All right, so let's skip here and go back to Galatians. I just wanted to get that, that the love of many will wax cold. And if we endure in love to the end, we will be saved in every area of our life. It's the royal law. It's the highest law, our law of love. And Galatians 5.1, and this is Paul the Apostle to us. Stand fast. Stand fast in love. Therefore, in the liberty, the freedom, by which Christ has made you free. Well, he made us free through his love, didn't he? We are now in the son of his love, the kingdom of the son of his love. He set us free because he loved us. Amen? Because he loves us, he works for us on a daily basis. By which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You can entangle yourself very easily if you let your flesh run rampant. <laughs> Most of the time it's us, not the devil. <laughs> Most of our problems are caused by the flesh, not the devil. I'll just be honest. So if you can control your flesh, you can control the devil. He's a flesh devil. If you can control your flesh, you can control him. Amen. Let's just put the finger where blame is due. It, it was me. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> stand fast in love and don't entangle yourself again with any yoke of bondage don't let the, have, the flesh have its way stay in your loving spiritual self that you are amen stay in love it's the real you verse 2 indeed I Paul say to you that if you become circumcised Christ will profit you nothing we'll just keep reading and get the gist of that and I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. So don't start working the law again. Just stay in your royal law of love. And all that law will be curved and under that. He fulfilled the law and gave us one law. The royal law. The royal law curves all the other law. Okay, so just stay in love. Amen? That's the royal law. Not the 12 commandments. Not the uh, 6,000 commandments the Jew ha Jews had to keep. But if you keep your royal law, the royal law of love, all those commandments will keep themselves. Amen? Praise God forevermore. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified. So here's the intent of the heart. You have become estranged or separated from Christ, those of you who attempt to be justified by the law, or we can replace that word law with works. Those of you who attempt to be justified by works and not by grace. That's it. Jesus did it. That settles it. I don't have to do it. I can't buy my way into heaven. You can't work your way into heaven. If you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, if you're any of the religions of Hindu, you cannot work your way into paradise. You cannot work your way into heaven in eternity or heaven on earth. It's missing. If you're not under the blessing, you're under the curse. Something's missing. Even though your life may look real good, if you're not with Jesus and under the blessing, you're still under the curse. And you have areas of your life that are missing and incomplete. The only way to be complete is to be complete in him, the head of all principality and power. 
Completeness comes through one man and one man alone. That's the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have to get with him to get it all, to get everything. He completes me. The moment I receive Jesus, my heart just exploded. Spirit, spiritual heart. A new man was placed there. You get him, you get everything. Amen? Heaven on earth and heaven in eternity in addition. Praise God forevermore. So you don't have to work it. It's not by good works that you're getting blessed or getting into heaven. It's by grace, through faith. You're estranged from Christ. Those of you who attempt to be justified by works, you have fallen from grace. So now you've overlooked the grace of God with your own works. And some people can get very self-righteous because of their own works and all the good works they're doing from God and overlook the work that he already did, which was sending Jesus his son. The Lord told me hiking right here in 2013. I'll never forget it. It was in my spirit this week. He said, son, it's not a matter of what you accomplish, but what Jesus already has. And that should stay in our spirits and hearts. It's not a matter of what you do, what you accomplish. It's what Jesus already has. He's the ticket into heaven and the ticket to heaven on earth. We give him all the praises and the glory. Any success I'll ever have will come from him and him alone. Abraham said that about him. He wouldn't take a shoe latchet from a king because he wanted God to get all the glory. God to get all the credit. Amen. That's what humility does. It just gives God all the glory and all the credit. I have no problem saying that. Everything I have came from him. Everything I will have will come from him. He's the good gift giver. Amen. He's the father of lights. He's the father of us all. The father of faith. So by doing your own works and trying to justify yourself out of condemnation, um, you're missing grace. Just receive. It's freely given. All you need to do is freely receive it. The healing for condemnation is righteousness, and he's already given it to you. You just need to get it into you. Amen. And renew your mind to that fact that I am the permanent righteousness of God in Christ. I am not condemned. I will not condemn myself. I refuse to judge myself and judge others. How you judge others is how you've been judging yourself. How you judge others and how you perceive and look at others is how you perceive and look at yourself. Jesus said that. That plank in your own eye that you're judging others with is really your plank. (laughs) So first remove it from your eye. How do I remove it? I get with the Holy Spirit. I get in the Word. Lord, work on me. Go to work. Have surgery on me. I want to be perfect just like you are. He told you to be perfect. It takes the Word to make you perfect. Amen. To see others as He sees you. To see yourself as He sees you. You have to get his vision in his eyes. 2021 vision. Amen for your life. For you. That's a good thing to note. You see others as you see yourself. Amen. Praise God forevermore. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. It's come. That hope of righteousness has come in one Jesus Christ. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor circumcision avails anything. Your works of the law will avail you nothing. It's grace. Through faith, we receive all the promises and and glory of God. The glory is received through grace, not works. I can't work the glory. Only he can. It's grace. We just get to be partakers of it. Amen? But faith, but faith, working through love. Love is the boat of faith. (laughs) faith is in your love boat if you get out of love you get out of faith if you get out of faith you ain't got nothing (laughs) because you're living by faith and everything we have comes by faith we're in a faith world and a faith kingdom it all comes through faith but he says here but faith working through love so if love's not working your faith's not working 
So the moment you stop love from working, your faith stops working. So we have to get right back into the boat of love. Amen. And just, just sail on through the storms in love. That's what will do it. I'm not getting offended. I'm not looking here. Jesus is in my ship. I'm in love. And we just sail right through the storm. It's so easy that way, isn't it? <laughs> it's so easy when you're walking in the love commandment and the love path. Everything just, it just seems like everything's sunny and rosy around you. Amen? Amen. It's because heaven's on earth when you're walking in love. You're really walking in heaven. You're walking in the kingdom when you're walking in the royal commandment. Amen, bro. Everything just seems right. Nothing can bother you. Nothing can touch you. It's just a great place to be. Is in the royal law and commandment of love. That's how he keeps us safe. That's how he keeps us protection. Protection is also linked to the royal law of love. If you want to stay protected, carefree, you got to stay in love. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That's good preaching, brother. <laughs> the love of God's been shed abroad in mine and your heart by the Holy Spirit. The moment you got boring in, the love of God came in. That's why you can love and actually give. The world can't give unconditionally. The world can't love. They don't have the love of God in them yet. Praise God. That's why they has to be Christian businesses. Amen. For us to love on others. To serve others. You know? To give. Sow and to reap. Praise Jesus. That's why there has to be Christians high up in political positions and offices. To love on the nation. To love on others. If you're not a Christian, you can't love. You don't know what love is and you don't know how to love. Without Christ, you're nothing. Without Christ, we're nothing. He's the all in all. He's the all-sufficient one. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. Verse 7, so we're in Galatians 5, 7 now. You ran well. Hey, walking in love, God saw it as you running. (laughs) As you walk in love, you're running in God's eyes. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the commandment of love? Who hindered you from obeying love? Who did it? (laughs) Who did it? You did it. No, they did it, Lord. Just like Adam. It was the woman you gave me. She made me eat of the fruit. He blamed Eve. No, you did it. You hindered yourself from obeying the royal law of love. No one can hinder you from the truth. No one can hinder you from God. They're not that powerful. Only you are. Amen. You were running well, he said. Who hindered you from obeying this royal law I gave you? Your love commandment. This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Keep offense out of your life. Keep strife out of your life. Keep those who are living in offense out of your life. Keep those who are living in strife out of your life. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And then you'll spread that to others and you see how it grows just like a a bread? A little leaven leavens the whole lump and contaminates the whole lump. Say, I'm I'm fear-free. I'm offense-free. Amen. Say, I'm off the fence. (laughs) And I'm in his love. (laughs) If you have a decision, choose love. It's going to bless you. Amen. Whenever, and we all have decisions multiple times a day. That's why uh, Jesus told Peter, forgive your enemies 70 times 7. That's 490 times a day. One person. If one person offends you 490 times a day, he says, forgive them. Just please, just, just stay in your love commandment. 
don't get offended, don't love in the whole lump of the disciples just because you got offended about one person and the devil got in. Say, I get right back in love and I forgive him and I pray for him. We're not commanded to like other people. We're commanded to love other people. And if you love other people, you'll pray for other people. You don't pray for the ones you like. You pray for the ones you love. So if you hate someone, start praying for them. You may end up loving them. (laughs) Amen. And you may end up liking them. Because prayer avails much. The Lord can start working on them and uh, they can become a best friend once they're delivered from hatred, offense, and strife (laughs) in their life. Amen. Just like you were. Just like I was. (laughs) We all started somewhere. (laughs) We all started in the flesh. We ought to end in the spirit. Praise God. Isn't he good? Say he's working on my heart. He's working real good too. If you let him, he will. And you'll live a blessed life. You'll come out better for it. Amen. Praise Jesus. He loves us so much. But faith is working through love. Which means if you're walking in love, you're having your prayers answered. Every day of your life. If you're keeping your love commandment, your prayers are being answered. Just wait on him. Amen. Verse 9. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, (laughs) that's a good verse to keep in mind while you're praying for him. (laughs) Threw that in for the flesh. And I, brethren, (laughs) if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. The cross is an offense to some. It's an offense to sin. Cut off sin. Some people don't want to be cut off from it. But the wages of sin is death. Sin pays, just like righteousness. The wages of sin is death. It makes a horrible boss. (laughs) It pays really bad wages. (laughs) Why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. Oh, please, that would make it so much easier on me. <laughs> My adversaries are, you know, the ones the devil's using who cause affliction and trust trial and tribulation. Wouldn't it be great if they just cut themselves off? God's called us to love. Our number one quest is love. Some people are in our life to fulfill that quest, the quest of love. You can love them. You can love anyone. Praise God forevermore. You can love yourself, you can love anyone. Everyone is created in the same exact image and likeness of him. Verse 13. For you, brethren and sistren, have been called to freedom. Only do not use freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Stay in love. But through love, serve. Serve one another. But through love, serve one another. That's a commandment of God is the service of one another. Through love, serve one another. A lot of people going around are going around judging all the time because they're not serving anyone. Judgment's in their eye. It's in their life. It's, in their, it's their focus. They're, they're trapped by the snare of the devil. And they're running around in judgment and self-condemnation and offense still and strife. They're not serving anyone. If you start serving, you'll develop your love commandment too. Amen. It goes vice versa. Through love, serve one another. Start serving somewhere. Start serving someone somewhere. Stay in your love commandment. Amen. Love always serves. Jesus was our representative. He said, I didn't come to be served. 
but I came here to serve. And he was the servant of all, he said. Servant of all. King of kings, Lord of lords, creator of the entire earth and universe, came to serve, he said. <laughs> Through love. Through love, serve one another. What can I get you today? Someone reaches for something at your table before you. Let them have it. Serve one another. It takes self-control. It takes focus. It takes restraint. Because some of us get so busy sometimes with our own lives, we forget about the lives of others. He says, in love, through love, serve one another. Lay down your life for them. For all the love is fulfilled. For all the law. <laughs> for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this. All the law. Over 6,000 commandments that you have. All the law is fulfilled in this one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's it. We're walking in that. We're walking in perfection. We are on our course. If you're walking in that, you are on your path in life. You know the path. That's it. It's the love walk. Amen. If you're keeping love, the Holy Spirit will lead you every single day and every step of the way. The moment you get off love, you're going the wrong way. Get right back in love. Get right back on your love path. Amen. He leads us into perfect peace. He's a good shepherd. He's the great I am. He loved us from the beginning of creation before the world was even ordained. For all the love is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you have to find out the love God has for you first. You have to be first partaker of the word and the fruit, Paul says. You have to find out how much God really loves you for you to really love somebody else with his love that he has for you. Amen? You have to search the scriptures and, God, how much do you really love me? Show me in your word how much you love me. And go to all the love verses. John 3.16 is a great place to start. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus, that means. Your older brother. He doesn't have favorites. But he does have intimates. Those who draw close to God, draw close to God, and God will draw near to you. It's available to anybody who'll do it. Amen. So he doesn't have favorites, but he does have intimates because some have drawn closer to him than others to receive that love, to receive the love. You have to receive the love to first to shed the love. You can't love without first having received it, right? You can't give something you don't have. So we stay closer to love. Those who stay closer to God himself, love himself, are the greatest lovers because they're close to love himself. And that's really the only thing that we need to do to get us back in love is just draw closer to love. And he'll just rub right off on us. Amen? And rub off on into us. That word anoint literally means to rub, to smear together. He'll anoint you the closer you get to him in his love. Amen? He's so faithful. He's so good. He is love. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite, bite. If you bite, just like a dog trying to tear someone. Comes to the front door, they don't know. You don't know what they've done. You don't know what they did to me. God knows. Get with him. Amen. Get free. <laughs> but if you bite and devour one another beware lest you be consumed by one another first of all don't talk bad about yourself second don't talk bad about others Amen. there was no guile found in the lips of Jesus that's why he lived a perfect life 
and was without sin because there was no guile found in his mouth, the Bible says. Don't talk bad about yourself and don't talk bad about others. If you start talking bad about God, you've left him. Then you'll start talking bad about yourself. Then you'll start talking bad about others. But if you draw near to God, start talking about God, you'll talk yourself up and you'll talk others up. Amen? The closer you get to him. He's the encourager of all. He's the uplifter of the head. The restorer of the breach. He is love himself. Amen. And verse 16, I say then, walk in the spirit, walk in love, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How? By walking in love. You won't fulfill. You'll be tempted. The flesh will tempt you, but you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The love of God constrains you. Verse 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And I really want to go pray for those people in the hospital today. But I also want to eat a brownie and watch TV at the same time. <laughs> See what he's saying? Your spirit wants to do one thing. The real you wants to do good at all times. And the flesh you, the suit that you're in on this earth, doesn't want to do it. I, I really think the flesh would be completely content just sitting here all day <laughs> doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> I wondered that. What gets people to move in life? They have the same bodies we do. So you, you got to feed your spirit, man. That'll get you up. That'll get you moving. Amen. The flesh profits nothing. You got 120 years with your earth suit. You got eternity with the real you. <laughs> Amen. So live from the real you, the inside out. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. So we always have to keep the flesh under for it not to keep us under. Amen? We always keep the flesh under so the flesh doesn't keep us under. So that you do not do the things that the real you wishes to do. Like go serve someone. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident which are, adultery was added by the translators, that's not in the original, so you can cross that out. But fornication is the first one, that's sexual immorality. And if you practice the works of the flesh long enough, you'll probably end up in adultery and murders, which was also added here. Those two are added by the translators, murders and adultery. And I would, I would argue that if you, if you practice the works of the flesh long enough, you'll probably end up at murdering someone and committing adultery and cheating. So that's why the flesh has to be kept under. Notice it says these are the works of the flesh, not the devil. Did you get that? These are the works of the flesh, not the devil. Now, if you practice these long enough, the devil will uh, accompany you and help you do them. And you'll open the door for him to come in and destroy your life. But these start off on your flesh. The real problem is us. <laughs> we got to get these bodies under our submission. Amen. Obey. Do what I say. Eat what I want. Do what I want. Go where I want. Ah! <laughs> Do it. We have to feed our spirit man so it's bigger than our flesh. That's the solution. And we live in a society and a nation of distractions and of entertainment. It's the entertainment capital of the world. Right here. <laughs> so you have to crucify your flesh. We do. Ah. 
<laughs> now the works of the flesh are evident, which are fornication, sexual immorality, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery is a work of the flesh. And if you go ahead and start practicing sorcery, you're going to bet the devil's going to be right there helping you. That'll turn into witchcraft. Uh, that could practice long enough, could turn you into a witch. From the outside in. Satan works from the outside in. God works from the inside out. You're healed from the inside out. You're prosperous from the inside out. You were born again from the inside out. Satan's a flesh devil. He works from the outside in. So you have to guard your heart and guard your bodies. Keep them under. Notice Paul the Apostle, the greatest Christian arguably who's ever lived, wrote about this and had this conflict in himself. I have it. You have it. Not one person on earth will be without this conflict. The wrestling of spirit versus flesh. So he can relate. Jesus can relate because he's a man. So you're not without company. You're not without help. God is on your side. Amen. Paul the Apostle accomplished great things with a body. So can we. Amen. Amen. So can we. Yes. Romans 8. Perfect. Amen. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens the real me. Strength comes through the spirit to the flesh, not from the flesh to the spirit. It's from the inside out. Amen. So they are idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Notice hatred is of the flesh. I just, ah, the love of God constrains me. And you start praying for him and bless him. Use your body to bless people, not hate others. Contentions. Contentions. <laughs> That's being touchy. Ah, something rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> ah, touchy. That's contentions. No contentions. It's a work of the flesh. Jealousies. Jealousies. Man, why'd they get blessed? I haven't been blessed in years. Why'd they get their healing? Why'd get they, they get their house? Why'd they get a new car? Those are jealousies. And if those aren't curbed and put aside, those will turn into envies. And if envy's not curbed and put aside, that could turn into murder, like Cain murdered Abel, who had a better offering, who was more productive, who had more success. See? <laughs> if you let the flesh go, you'll die. <laughs> you have to keep it under control. Self-control, as we'll read, is a fruit of the Spirit. Seems like God know He need to give us that fruit to control these bodies with. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Glory. Jealousies. Outbursts of wrath. <laughs> That's a work of the flesh. A work of the flesh. Outbursts of wrath. <laughs> Outbursts of wrath. Homer Simpson did it this way. <laughs> outburst of wrath. Are you still talking? You just stop. It's an outburst of wrath. That's not you. The love of God constrains you. Sometimes you're so in the flesh that watch out. <laughs> Quick to forgive, amen? Quick, Be quick to forgive yourself and quick to forgive others. We all suffer with the same stuff. Same test, trials, afflictions, and tribulations, amen. And we also, we also body, battled the body. Everyone battles their own body. Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions. Selfish ambitions, well, we see that rampant 
everywhere. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, splittings of churches, dissensions, because people stayed in offense. Hearsays, which was a work of the flesh. Hearsays, envy, murders was added. I like how they added murders right in between envy and drunkenness. <laughs> yeah, if you envy and you get drunk, you're probably going to kill someone. Huh? Let's put it right here. <laughs> oh, I have an idea. King James translators, Old English. Envy, drunkenness, revel, drunkenness is a work of the flesh. Revelries and the like, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice, there's a habit here, there's a flesh habit, practice. Practice makes perfect, right? Good or bad, practice makes perfect. They say if you change something you do every day, you'll have the greatest results. You got to do it every day. Practice makes perfect. If you want a new life, you have to develop new habits. Amen, amen. I won't go there, but let's, let's keep going. Those who practice. You okay? You all right? Okay. Thanks. Amen. We practice. Those who practice uh, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. They won't inherit the kingdom of God living in the flesh all the days of their life. That could bring up the argument that um, one ticket in is the ticket in forever. But just because I receive Jesus means I'm going to heaven no matter what I do. Well, that gives totally, total play to the flesh for you to do whatever you want then. I don't think that's. I don't really think that's God. I'm pretty sure you can work your way out of heaven if you really want to. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who live in them and practice them on a daily basis aren't getting the kingdom. Verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. Say, this is my born again spirit. So this fruit is you. This is the real you. When the Holy Spirit came in and made you new, the real you, this is what you showed up with in your body. This is the fruit of your spirit, sent from heaven. The fruit of the spirit is love. It's first love. That's your born-again nature's first love. That's the real you. Again, if you have a choice to love or hate, you got go with the real you. The fruit of your spirit is love, joy. I, I would argue that if you practice love, you're going to have joy. The more you practice love, the more joy you'll have in your life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. The more joy you have, the more peace you'll have. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Long-suffering. I say, say that with me. I'm long-suffering. This is the born-again you. This is the real you. You yourself are love. You are joy. You are peace. You are long-suffering. You are kind. You are good. You are faithful. You are gentle. You are self-controlled. That's just who you are. Amen. Don't let the flesh take you from the real you and trick you and deceive you into being something you're not. You're not your body. You're your spirit. Your body's dead without you. The moment you leave, you're dead. Your body's dead. 
The real you is giving you life, that flesh life. What can't it do? It could control your flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. There's no law against the law of love. Love never fails. There's no law against the fruit. They're intrinsic. They're who you are. Works can't make them come, and works can't make them leave. They're there. They're a part of you. They're who you are. All you have to do is develop them and walk in them. That's up to us. Diligence and discipline. And 24. And those who are Christ, Christ, have crucified the flesh. That word Christ literally means the anointed ones. Those who are the anointed ones have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Again, the first fruit of the Spirit is love. So let's just read it this way. If we live in love, let us also walk in love. If we live in Him, let us also walk in Him. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any sin, that word overtaken is caught, literally caught by the snare of the devil. If a man or woman is caught in any sin, you who are spiritual and in love, walking in the real law of love, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, the spirit of love, the Father himself. In a spirit of gentleness, considering your own self, lest you also be tempted with the same sin. Those of you who are walking in love in the church, if you find a brother in sin and in the enemy's camp, offended, offended at you even, it says restore him in the spirit of gentleness. He's trapped in offense. He's trapped in sin. The devil's using him any way he wants. Restore him. Pull him out of that condition in the spirit of love and gentleness, lest you come into that same offense as well. Amen. So we ought to address it. You have to take the initiative and confront. Love always confronts. Love doesn't hide away. Love's always out front. Amen? It says things that needed to be said. What? To produce fruit. To produce fruit. Just uh, Should I do this? Everyone's had that question. Should I really talk to them? Should I really do this? Well, what's the outcome of your talking to them? Will it produce fruit? Then yes. Yeah, do it. Have that conversation with them. If it'll produce fruit, yeah. It's for the benefit of the kingdom. Amen? You're uprooting offense. You're getting out of offense. You're getting out of the enemy's camp and into the son of his love again. Amen? That's always a victory because love never fails. <laughs> Praise God. You ought not to just sit with offenses your whole life. God, the devil's got you, the Bible says. All right. Amen. <laughs> Praise Jesus forevermore. Isn't he good? Gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who have Christ, who are Christ, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Amen. Considering yourself once you be tempted, bear one another's burdens. Don't take care for them. Don't be burdened down by them, but help them out. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of love, the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, 
I put not a lover. See, love edifies, knowledge puffs up, the Bible says. If anyone thinks himself to be something, because he has so much knowledge going on, but he's without love, he's nothing. Paul himself said that. If I have not love, I'm nothing. <laughs> if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. He's not walking in his royal law of love. It's not the quest of his life. He's gone off on the pursuit of knowledge instead of love. He deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Say with me, love is the highest calling, the greatest quest, and our number one aim and goal. Amen. Say, I'm walking in love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we love everyone. <laughs> Did someone get something from this message? I hope so. Birds are loud, but I hope you heard it. <laughs> amen. Isn't God so good? Isn't God rich? We'd like to give you an opportunity to give this morning to support the work of the Lord. And if you do, you're going to get blessed. God said, good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men and women add unto you. <laughs> With the same measure you use, it shall be measured back to you. Thank you, Sophie Camera Girl. Don't press it yet. <laughs> Just wait till I'm done talking, and then you can start it and, and push it. But thank you for joining us online as well. You can so see it at elishamarkministries.com. And let's just pray over our offering today. Father, we thank you for the privilege to give. We thank you, Lord, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you instructed us in your word to give to those who teach the word, the word. So thank you, Father, for good soil. Show us where to sow. Show us when to give, how to sow it. Whether it's our time, our labor of our hands, our money, our love, our friendship, whatever it may be. Show us when to sow and how to sow it and to who to sow it. Our time is precious. We thank you, Lord. The greatest gift you've given us is time. We use it wisely. We are systematic sowers of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just bless you. We bless you with tithes and offerings. We bless you, Lord, as a spiritual act of worship. Thank you. We give you gratitude and thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, all you're doing, and all you're going to do. Not only this year, for the rest of our lives. You're the God who's more than enough. We sow little and reap much when it comes into your hands in the right soil. Thank you, Father for increasing us more and more, us and our children. And say this with me, I am blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for being with us today. We love you guys. Cody, did you want to share a healing testimony real fast? Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> this is good. Go ahead, Cody. Uh, um, I tore a muscle in my back uh, three weeks ago, about three weeks ago. 
And uh, yeah, it was three weeks. Um, uh, it was grade two muscle tear. They wanted three to six months for it to heal. And I'm waking up every night, like just like literally screaming in pain. Like it hurt that bad. Like I've never, it was like burning. And I couldn't believe how much pain I was in. So I hadn't slept for, yeah, almost three weeks and like two hours, like wake up another like hour, 30 minutes, like it was miserable. Couldn't walk, hadn't been doing anything. And then um, I got some prayer and God just like totally filled it up. And that night I slept like a full eight hours, like, and then like another like hour after that. And I was just like, oh, thank you God. Like it really helped a lot. And now it's like actually like getting better. And I'm like, can walk around now and um, finally gonna like come back. So it's been three weeks and though maybe like another week and I'll be like 100% hopefully. But I'll take that over six months. <laughs> like, yeah. So Jesus is Jesus is amazing. He just he heals me again. Like there's another one. He just always comes through. He's the best, most faithful, amazing God ever. I love Jesus. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for sharing. Anyone else have a testimony today? I know Cody did. So, praise God, isn't he good? And uh, say, I'm next. So if you're in need of healing online, just he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not a respecter of persons. If you he healed Cody, he'll heal you. If he healed me, he'll heal you. So just say, Father, I receive your healing anointing. I receive your touch, Lord Jesus, as my healer and great physician today. I speak life over my body. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I call myself well, because you called me well, and you do all things well, and it is finished, in the name of Jesus, amen. Give God a hand clap, praise God. We love you guys, thanks for joining us, bye for now. You can stop it. <laughs> thanks, Sophie.